Welcome to the Football Ramble. Aubameyang and Grealish have signed a ting and Gareth Bale is about to, I think. It's Wednesday the 16th of September. I'm Jules Breach. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Andy Russell. Oh, it is good to be back, boys. It's been a while. Welcome back, Jules. Thank you. How have you been? Good. Good. How's your holiday? Uh, not much of a holiday. How was your not holiday? <laughs> I planned to take a month off and a month off ended up being about 10 days. But I'll take it because it's more than what you boys have had. You've been just going for it nonstop, giving the people what they want, your lovely voices, <laughs> talking about football every <laughs> single bloody day. There we are. How's it been? Delightful, as always. You don't sound sure. It's going to get more delightful. (laughs) Well, it's nice to have the Premier League back, even though there was only around a, what, 40-odd day break. Yeah. Um, And right now, we're going to talk a lot about contracts and about new deals, because the last 24 hours has been quite bonkers, actually. Let's start with a deal that looks as though it's about to happen. Tottenham fans, yes. Gareth Bale, the deal is close, we're being told. Have have we gone from could to should? Oh, that's big. Well, it's looking like it's very close because he was in training this morning, but only for around 20 minutes and then he left training early. I don't know what that says. Was this football or golf training? (laughs) This was football. (laughs) And apparently he has said he does want this move to happen now. So it looks as though it's it's going to happen, guys. And after Aubameyang and Grealish signing their new deals yesterday, I think Tottenham fans are feeling quite optimistic. that out. this, Yeah, they yeah. want it to happen now. And it's looking like it's close. And Rob Wilkinson has emailed show at footballramble.com. That is a new email address. Make sure you jot that one down. Show at footballramble.com. He says, um, I'm a Spurs fan. Please, guys, tell me this is happening. Don't end my Gareth Bale dreams. It just can't get any better than this. It can't. And of course... Tottenham is where he made a name for himself. So to have him back there, it is kind of the dream scenario, isn't it? When Rob says it can't get any better than this, (laughs) does he mean that actual reality of it will still be losing 1-0 at home to West Brom and Bale trudging about (laughs) thinking, oh, well, at least least we gave it a go. (laughs) Directly means things can't get much worse, so... Please bring us Gareth Bale. Well, he's referring to David Moyes, isn't he? When he was uh, when he was at Sunderland, um, trying to temper expectations after like another terrible performance. Just saying in the post match interview, it can't get any better than this. It just can't. Um, <laughs> so yeah, any excuse to to bring that up is is appreciated if you ask me. But I think like this has become such a Gareth Bale and football in general have become a little saga haven't they because it's as we've touched on so many times it's just ridiculous that a player of that quality is in a situation where he's not really playing Mm. and it seems like he's got sick of this himself now from what we're hearing Um, so Madrid have kind of almost cancelled him haven't they they've just decided he doesn't exist and they just want to get rid of him how has it taken this long for them to realise that they need to pay him to go yeah, they need to pay some of his wages to go. I really don't understand that. I don't really understand why um, the China deal fell apart because I mean, obviously, pretty much like signing his last contract, they've regretted it every day since. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think the the interesting question to me is who needs who more at the moment? Mourinho slash Tottenham needing Bale or Bale needing Tottenham? If you see what I mean, I think that could actually become. Fairly symbiotic, couldn't yeah, it? I think both. it's a good deal for for everyone involved. I mean, mm. the talk is that it's more Daniel Levy that wants him than than Mourinho, but you would think that Mourinho wouldn't say no 
you know what I mean? I know he, he's very particular about how he does things, but a player of that quality, even at 31, especially, I mean, you would think, I know it doesn't always work like this, but you would think that Bell would have a bit more in the tank having played so little. Um, and he must be so frustrated by that as well. There's talk with the Euros coming up, obviously he wants to play and he wants to be in shape for Wales. But do, you, um, do you think that was the moment where the penny dropped? The, the fact that in his game and a half that he played for Wales, because he, he turned up before that and he said, look, I'm fit, I'm ready to play. And then, then you play those and you realise, actually, I'm I'm not. I'm, not yeah, I'm, I'm really Absolutely I'm not, really fit, not there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could well be the case, couldn't it? Because it sounds like he's actually pushed for it. In the, mm. Whereas in the past, he's been happy to just be stubborn and kind of call Real Madrid's bluff. But now it, it looks like he'll be there. And I, I feel like what a, what a massive difference this would make to Spurs' window. They've had, you know, up to now, if, if, if it were to shut now, they'd have, they'd have an okay million. <laughs> an OK, okay million. million. An, an OK window. <laughs> yeah, they haven't spent much money, though. No, they 28 haven't. £28 million in total on three players. Joe Hart was obviously a free. Yeah. Hoiberg and Doherty. Not, they haven't spent a lot of money. No, and they're all they're all functional, uh, good signings, but they're not particularly exciting, are they? But if you, you add Bale into that, you'd be, I think you'd be d- delighted as a Spurs fan going back into that. Because he could pr- presumably reignite the team, right? And talk of Regulon coming in as well. Yeah, and no, I, th- I think... Oh, I guess we get to a regular on in a, in a minute, but with Bale, if you get to, I suppose, 80, 90% of what Bale can actually do, you're in business. One, because he's such a fantastic player, and two, for Tottenham's current needs. If you think back to that Andre Villas-Boas season, he does... That's when he did his best, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and he does... See, people overlook the fact that AVB is the Bale whisperer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but but, but any, a very, very throaty, gruff whisperer. <laughs> Not an intentional whisperer. But I, I think that the, the thing is with Bale, it's easy to forget because of where he's been and because of what he's done, it does kind of circumvent the need to play good football. A, a bit like Prime Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I mean, Again, so much of parties. so much of that that AVB season with Bale was Gareth will just work it out at the end. Yeah, and you know, I, I kind of feel that Tottenham are a little bit set up for that. I don't think it matters particularly if you've got very good Bale. I don't think anyone's quite expecting Prime Bale, at least not at the beginning. That. The, the actual fluidity of your team, it, none of that matters yeah. well, because he's so incredibly direct. Mourinho's so good at getting the best out of those players as well, isn't he? Because, mm. you know, if he if he recognises that you might need to be a bit stubborn against the team and spoil them and then nick something with the quality you've got, then, if, you know, on his day, there's probably not a better manager in the world at doing that. So again, this this suits everybody involved. And also, I think the narrative about around Bale for years now has been that he is happy to take his money and that he's, you know, you know, Wales, Golf, Madrid, all that stuff. And that is funny, but it must be frustrating for Gareth Bale. But if he goes back to Spurs, he's he's at a place where he's absolutely loved. Mm. And that narrative just is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. Does football become above Wales and golf if he moves to Spurs? Yeah, I think it becomes Spurs, Wales, golf, doesn't it? Can can I I just say that when you drive into the relatively new still uh, Tottenham Hotspur training centre in Enfield, there is a large putting green at the front. Is there? Mm. Yeah, there is. Uh, I, I remember the first time well, I was... Really like they saw this him, move coming. <laughs> they saw it coming. Well, I, I think really the natural step is to evolve it into a pitch and putt. Presumably that's the, <laughs> the, the last box to tick in the negotiations. I mean, someone actually did say to me, in jest, yeah, only Harry Kane's allowed on there, mate. But, 
We'll see. That will change. In reality... Yeah. Kane will be getting lessons. Yeah. In reality, how do Tottenham make this deal work financially, Andy? By Real Madrid paying most of it, mm. I, I think, is the answer. And whether it's um, a, a, a long loan or whether it's... Um, I mean, a part exchange with Deli Alley has been has been mentioned. That seems an odd one it? to me. Do you think there's any there are any legs in that? Well, I can't see like I can't see why they want to get more wages on the books, Real Madrid, and I can't see where they're actually going to fit him in, mm. unless it's at a very advantageous rate to them. And really, clubs are going to have to work together in this current environment. And this is the interesting thing I think about the current situation in world football. Big clubs who aren't used to giving anything, who aren't used to being perceived to lose face, are going to have to give a lot in in this yeah. environment. So all these weird deals, and even if we take out the Deli Alley element for a minute, Spurs Bale going back to Spurs is a weird deal. Yeah, because if you'd have asked someone even a fortnight ago, any any anyone saying, they'd say well, it's just not possible. It's absolutely not well, possible. I think Spurs but cons- did concessions... look at the possibility of. Um paying for him through furlough but they later rode back on that <laughs> <laughs> sorry Andy you were saying well you know everyone's going to have to give a bit even the, the the biggest club so I think there's a lot more of these deals that you think are completely impossible that could actually materialise over, over, over the next few weeks I think the exciting thing and it's not just for Tottenham fans for me just as a, as a football fan as a Premier League fan to have mm. a player of Gareth Bale's quality back in mm. the league it's just so exciting there's something romantic him, about it I just want to see him play football again Definitely. because it's been such a long time hasn't I, it I desperately want him to not be shit uh, that, yeah. that's that's really important I don't think I, I he think, will be though but I think that there has to be a bit of patience there has to be a bit of patience in, think, think of why Real Madrid want to get rid of him it's because he's never fit. It's because mm. they thought he would come up to, to fill that vacuum when Cristiano Ronaldo went, and he was just never able to, often through no fault of his own. Um, obviously, quite a lot of that ire has been directed towards him, certainly by by media in Madrid and certainly by the club who reached a point where they were annoyed with themselves for paying him so much. They were annoyed with committing so much to, to him. Um, but, but most of it's, it's not been his fault. I just want him to be given a bit of time to get back into that spot where he can be really good again. And he can be that Gareth Bale that you're talking about. It's amazing when you think about, you know, that move to Real Madrid all those years ago and just how it's fallen and, and yeah. how it all went so wrong it's for him. Shakespearean, isn't it? Like the, the, the narrative of it. Like you, you you really feel for him. I feel like if he does get this move back, as, as we touched on, especially back to Spurs, um, where, you know, he did make his name and, and, and he's, he's so well regarded, I, it'll be such a weight off his shoulders to have this story around you the, the whole time and have the world have this idea of you that's effectively controlled by Real Madrid must be so, so frustrating. And like I would echo what you guys say, like, I hope that the injuries haven't taken their toll mm. uh, and that we see that we see the best of him. I think there's something exciting about the idea of, of, of Kane and, and Bale playing together. Um, once the season gets underway and everyone's had a bit of time to, to you know, to... to to get up to speed because actually maybe the weird circumstances of this season will suit Bale because everybody's got to get up to speed with most teams have been a little bit rusty and and I think you know he'll he'll be able to to, to get up to speed while everyone else does hopefully I mean there's there's a genuine question whether all of this season will be a bit 
weird and off kilter yeah. because they've, they've they've not had proper pre-seasons, isn't there? I mean, I, I think we have to face that possibility. Yeah. But at the time of recording this, the deal hasn't yet been completed. If it does complete by by the end of play today or at some stage this week... Then that you, will be quite annoying because yeah. we'll have left the studio already. <laughs> but if, if it does, just what a huge boost this will be to Tottenham because you'd probably say off the back of the first match week in the Premier League... They were one of the biggest losers in terms of performance. Them and West Ham, you'd say, were the, the two teams that really disappointed and that, that let their fans down because it wasn't the start to the season that Tottenham fans were hoping for. I know Everton were pretty good in that mm. game, but that's not the point. That's not what Tottenham fans care about. They want to see their te- team play good football. And I think this Gareth Bale deal, if it does materialise in the next couple of days ahead of the next match week, that will just give them a little bit of stardust, a little bit of sparkle heading into match week two. Yeah, and I think the prospect of beating Manchester United to the signing of Sergio Reguilon yeah, from Real Madrid is is, is is pretty big too. because How good is he? Really good. He's, he's just come off a, a great season at Sevilla who would have liked to keep him and then quickly realised that they couldn't afford it. There's no real place for him at Madrid because you have Ferland Mondi who's been excellent and is in a real battle for the number one spot at left back with Marcelo who's, who's still got a decent amount in the tank, I think it's, it's, it's fair to say. So Reguilon is worth more to Madrid as collateral than he is having on the books at the at the moment. It seems that Tottenham have agreed to buybacks, etc., etc. Again, I think you have to be realistic in this in this current market and realise where they are. But I think in terms of what he can give to Tottenham, you've got that you've got that guy on the right hand side in Matt Doherty who can give you that that bit of width and that, who's adventurous. And now you've got the similar on the other side with Regulon because he's very quick, he's very mm. athletic, he's very adventurous. And Ben Davies is a, is a good defender. He sometimes contributes attack-wise, but that's not really his strong suit. I bet they're regretting giving almost a full episode of all or nothing to him now, aren't they? Where he's, he's got the little voiceover from Mourinho saying he's internationally experienced and how important he is. Maybe they could clip it up and, you know, it could be some sort of, you know, promotional video. This could be your new left back. Yeah, well, look, it's a potentially exciting couple of days for Tottenham fans. Let's see what mm. happens with those deals. One deal that we know has been done yesterday, Aubameyang. He has signed the ting and Arsenal fans can breathe a sigh of relief. I mean, it was a saga that was ongoing. I was yeah. getting a little bit tired of having to see Mikel Arteta bat away the journalists <laughs> and the reporters every time he had to be asked. And look, it's our job to ask those questions. We have to ask those questions. But every time he answered it, I was just like, come on, Aubameyang, just sign yeah. it. How are you feeling, Jim? You buzzing? Just so, so happy and so relieved because, you know, you always wonder, like, why is it taking so long? But perhaps it's an illustration of the fact that these deals are complicated, particularly in I have a times. theory. Go on. Uh, I reckon he had a long list, a long criteria that he needed Arsenal to agree with, almost as long as Wayne Lineker's criteria <laughs> for his new wife, if anyone's seen that. Oh, yeah, it's just on his Instagram, isn't it? It's absolutely amazing. It's so horrifying. I wonder if there's any, any crossover between that. So um, maybe Alabama Yang wants somebody who can cook, preferably Waitrose ready meals. Like. <laughs> Basically, um, can you switch an oven on? Can you yeah. use a microwave? Uh, what, what were the other ones? Uh, he needs someone with a defined bod because he'll soon have one himself. Yeah, 58. So, something like that, isn't it? So fair play to you, but... We- 
We'll wants- soon have that body. It's a bit <laughs> he, cheeky, that, isn't it? Good to have aims. Good, good to have yeah. aims. He wants a 30-year-old, but 29 or 28 will do. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually sounds like someone trying to find a striker, doesn't it? Um, if, if, if someone is midway through doing something else and missed a little bit of that sentence, we've got to reiterate that these are Wayne Lineker's demands, yes. not Pierre-Emerick. Yeah. 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 That's uh, important. My favourite one was you've got to know your geography. If you, if you think Lincoln's in Wales, we're going to have a problem. Why? <laughs> why that's so, such a strange <laughs> one to throw Essential in. Essential for wifey material. He ended this Instagram post, by the way, and, and do go and have a look for, look at it yourself. Hashtag wifey where you at. <laughs> am, am, absolutely amazing. But anyway, if we anyway, can wrestle back to Alba. Uh, yeah, he, uh, I, I think it is a, an indication of how long big deals like this take to do in modern football because obviously you know a lot of clubs have been burned with with big contracts and I guess they've got to protect themselves um, and it might even be that they've had to sell players before certain things can happen and stuff's gone on behind the behind the scenes but um, I'm, I'm, I'm delighted with it and I think it, what it shows is that Arsenal's most important asset at the moment is Mikel Arteta he's he's done such a good job in, in convincing Aubameyang to stay and that confidence he's yeah, had whenever huge. he's spoken about it has been really reassuring actually and obviously um Getting getting Willian, who he really really wanted, um, it and how good was he in the first game? Three assists, really, really what good. a debut! Just hit the ground running. It's really really good to see. Uh, also getting a new deal for Saka, and it you know there's this talk that funds are being raised to make a move for Thomas Party that he really wants as well, and he's he's been promoted from head coach to to manager now. So it's 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 great. I actually feel really sort of secure with Arteta there, and feel feel. A lot of faith in him, which is is a really, really nice feeling. And, uh, you know, he can build a team around Aubameyang now. And obviously, you know, again, he is 31. But it's this injury history thing that we keep coming back to that makes me feel like actually he's more likely to be a bit of a Vardy character than, than somebody who might drop off. It's, he's, I agree. He's gently evolved his game as well, which mm. the smartest players need to do, especially forward players when they're that age. So you know, I, th- I think there's every chance that he could like maintain and maybe even increase his level going forward. I thought it was interesting, though. I'm interested to know what you thought, Jim, of because we knew it was happening for ages, because Aubameyang himself put the little egg timer or, uh, emoji on, on Twitter. Was the production everything <laughs> you're expecting? It was a pretty, pretty good cast list. It was it was great, yeah. Clearly, it was it was leading up to something, wasn't it? I mean, if that something had been, oh, actually, I've signed for someone else, it would have been like <laughs> the biggest like heel turn in the history of football. Um, but it was. Uh, Did you see that Arsenal um, changed their bio on their Twitter page as well, saying if you're reading this, stick your notifications yeah. on. I it's been really that. well done. Yeah. It's been really, really well done. But yeah, the video had obviously Ian Wright and quotes from Dennis Bergkamp and Thierry Henry and Tony Adams. And it was like, it's, it's nice because he is, he's, he's saying what everyone wants to hear. So I want to become a club legend here. And like, you know. Um, Do you think he will be? Uh, I th- unless the he stays for the three of, years. He stays for the three mm. years and, and maintains comparable levels within reasonable expectations. I think so. I mean, th- you see people say, "Oh, you got to win a league title to become a club legend," but I don't think that's necessarily true. And the fact that he's he was so instrumental in Arsenal winning their post Wenger um, silverware mm. and then decided to stay when he could have gone and um, to, to a lot of other places, possibly earn more money, and you know, possibly. Be, would be more likely to win things. I think that will endear him to people, and he, he's 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 well on the way to that status. Certainly in my heart. Yeah. So, what, which what? rarely feels anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about the little bit with 
Lacazette. I mean, I found that quite amusing because uh, we're, we're looking, isn't it weird us speaking to each other in English? <laughs> yeah, it's really weird, them. bro. I love them both. <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. But what do you think this means for Lacazette? Because the interpretation of Aubameyang signing again in France is that they will try and sell Lacazette, especially as the window on them selling Bayerin to Paris Saint-Germain, at least, has closed mm. because they've now got Alessandro Florenzi. Yeah, well, um, I don't know because Emil Martinez has gone to Aston Villa. Uh, that's, mm. that's, reportedly, that's £20 million. Pounds. There's talk that Lucas Torreira will go for t- to Torino for around £24 million. He's that, uh, holding the shirt with great enthusiasm in the photos, yeah, isn't he, Emmy Martinez? It reminds me, as you pointed out earlier, um, Andy, of, of when Nicholas Anelka signed for West Brom and he looked like he'd just been sentenced um, <laughs> <laughs> to, to a prison term. Bless him. Um, but yeah, I think... In theory, you would think that if, if they're going to go for our Lacazette will be where that money comes from. So I've, I would I would hate to lose Lacazette, but I, 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 that is the reality of, of both COVID and Arsenal at the moment. So I mm. think everyone's pretty resigned to the fact that unfortunately we're going to have to sell Aubameyang's best mate, unless that's in the contract. But nope. <laughs> that was one of his Lacazette. criteria. Well, when, when they were planning their night out, which involved sparkling water and vegetables, yeah, uh, I, I think you'd be wanting to get away from that, really, wouldn't it? In, interestingly, on uh, Awa, he was sent off for Leon last night and of course there are a few people going oh well you know it could could be his last game for Leon obviously a few more people on Twitter going see he likes red yeah. <laughs> he likes red <laughs> you only have to look at Aubameyang's numbers to understand just how vital he is to everything that Arsenal will want to do in terms of success going forward 72 goals and 111 appearances in all competitions 86 Premier League appearances and 55 goals and 12 assists in those and more recently FA Cup final goals, Community mm-hmm. Shield goals as well. Flips. Exactly. He does everything. He's got it all. And this could be a really good sign of things to come for us. And I think when you look at the pundits' predictions, which we've all done our football ramble ones as well, I'm not going to lie, I didn't put Arsenal in my top four. Not many pundits put Arsenal in their top four. I think of across the board, the ones that have been publicly kind of out there, there's only two pundits that put Arsenal in their top wow. four for this season that I've seen anyway. Righty's one of them. Um, <laughs> so I, I think this this deal being complete and him signing a new three-year contract at Arsenal has made a lot of people kind of question, and especially from their first performance as well against Fulham, that 3-0 victory, has made people think actually maybe Arsenal... Are a, are a shout for the top four. They are, but as as was touched on, Fulham and are not a good um, acid test, really, are they? So the, the, there will be tougher tests to come, uh, and the squad needs to be settled yet because chances are someone important will be lost as well. Um, so it's kind of because of where the transfer window is. It's very very hard to get a handle on anyone. Yeah, just just yet, isn't it? Completely, yeah. It might be significantly different squad by the time that window closes. Yeah, it's still so, another three weeks or so, isn't there? October the fifth, it closes. Yeah. I'm the most confident I've been about a top four finish for Arsenal in a long time, though. I will say that. I think it's not um, it's not unreasonable to think that they could they could do it. All right, Jim's feeling confident. I wonder whether Aston Villa fans are feeling the same. We're going to talk about Jack Grealish signing his new deal at Aston Villa after this. Well, 
Welcome back to the Football Ramble. So good news yesterday as well for Aston Villa fans. It was the news you were hoping would happen. And that deal for Jack Grealish, your captain, has finally been done. A new five-year deal for the captain of the club, a boyhood fan of the club, a local lad as well. And unlike Aubameyang, who we've just talked about with his very professional, slick video and his announcement with all the club legends involved, Jack just did a six-seconder. <laughs> Yeah, I'm staying. And two yeah. seconds of that was pause, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it at the beginning. Was. So it's like, yeah, it's like I can imagine them going to him, uh, right, Jack? Think of how you're going to convey the gravity of this. And he's like, two second pause for gravity. <laughs> I'm staying at Villa. It was low key. <laughs> it was. But do you know what? I quite liked it. Yeah. Sometimes they're all a bit over the top, these videos, oh, aren't they? And and this was, you know, this is the news that Aston Villa fans were desperate to hear. The deal was, it was kind of waiting to be done. At one stage, it looked like he was going to Manchester United. When Donny van der Beek signed, you kind of thought, well, maybe he's probably not going to go there now. But this will just please a lot of the mm. Aston Villa fans, won't it? Oh, I, I think they'd all... They just resigned themselves to losing him. Mm. Like I, th- I think the, the, probably like ninety nine percent of Villa fans had assumed he would go either to Man United or to Spurs or, or somewhere else in in the window, and I, they can't believe their luck. They, I mean, they were they were obviously delighted to stay up, but staring down the bar- barrel of selling Grealish and having an even tougher season next year. And actually, suddenly they, they, they'll be delighted with this window, were they not? Ollie Watkins mm. is a really good good signing, scored. Uh, on his debut, on his debut. Night, yeah. and probably should have scored twice as well but you know we'll, we'll let him off that um Emmy Martinez as well is we see he's a very very good goalkeeper um I think that I think they'll be delighted with this like the pressure on Dean Smith is kind of no less though than it has been even though he signed a new contract last season I kind of felt it was it was a weird timing when he got the the, the extension of that and I know, Dean Smith yeah mm. but I think if you think of the unreasonable amount of pressure that was on Smith for a lot of last season, simply because of the amount that they've spent on transfers, I'm not saying you shouldn't spend on transfers to not put pressure on your coach so he can so he can work with a clear mind or anything like that. But the fact is, there's going to be a lot on them all over again. They spent a lot on Ollie Watkins. They're spending a lot on Martinez. They've re-signed Grealish. I, what is a reasonable result now for them? Because for, staying up th- th- is, is that it still? I think so. I think people are going to expect more than that all of a sudden. You th- you I think? mean, I what do you know. think would be a reasonable finish for them based no, on I th- those people's I think expectations? St- I, th- I think staying up is reasonable. Yeah, but I'm thinking the way they've played it suggests that they're in it for mm. a little more. I think obviously most... no one's no one's aiming to finish fourth bottom. Yeah. But most, but, but most you, you people wrote them off at. though, hadn't they, at the start of the season as one of the most likely three yeah. to go down. So I think if of course good signings as you've both said, but I still think for Aston Villa fans, staying up, that'll be the main goal. And if they do that, I think they'll be more than happy. And maybe mm. next season that can be the season for maybe them to to kick on if they do manage to survive. Yeah. Um Absolutely, that's got to be the plan, isn't it? It's got to be a bit. But they definitely look more likely, especially with with Ollie Watkins and and seeing yeah. them together on the pitch last night. You only have to look again at Jack Grealish's numbers. He's only he was second last year in the league in terms of chances created to Kevin De Bruyne. It's ridiculous yeah. when you put him up in that list, and he obviously didn't have the right teammates around him. No offense to the strikers that Aston Villa had last year, but. They obviously weren't good enough. There weren't enough attacking players. Unfortunately, John McGinn got injured early on in the season. So there wasn't enough around Jack Grealish to convert those chances. Mm. Now this season, I think they're looking like... I think they'll stay up now with the with the signings that they've made. Yeah. Do you think getting into the England squad 
while at Villa, even in the weird circumstances that he managed it, will have, have made Grealish go, you know what, I, maybe I can achieve everything I want at Villa. I, I simply think the window for him to go elsewhere is is shut and he's thinking, oh, I'm going to get paid. <laughs> I, I, I think it's, I think it's I that see, simple. I see the difference between you. Glass half full, glass yeah. half empty, Andy. Some, some good grillism. His glass, his, <laughs> glass, <laughs> love it. his, his glass, glass is more than half full. <laughs> it's overflowing with money. Look, I, I yeah. do think that Jack Grealish playing for England, this could be the sign of a new Jack Grealish that we might see because he has been criticised in, in the last year, particularly for some of his behaviour off the pitch. And perhaps this is just maybe the start of his maturity as a player because it's a big deal getting your, your England cap, isn't it? As, yeah. as, as a footballer. And you could see just how much it meant to him in his post-match interviews when he was wearing the England shirt and, and what that meant. And this could be the start of a more mature Jack Grealish that we're about to see. Well, it, it, I mean, he started in quite a good way. I mean, he had a good day signing the contract and then putting in a really good display. I know it was against Burton, but still, it was it was a really good display. He scored that fantastic goal and that um, pass as well for the for the. Oh, oh, Neil Taylor didn't brilliant. actually see it, did he? He didn't. <laughs> so good. Like, he wasn't expecting the well, pass. Well, when, so when, when you say double that. took, when you say no look pass, you expect the player making the pass <laughs> yeah, but not yeah, be yeah. looking at it, don't yeah. you? It was brilliant, wasn't it? So a good performance for him last night. And again, it's when you talk about a confidence boost, like what maybe Gareth Bale signing for Tottenham could be for Spurs. This again, for, for the whole Aston Villa squad and all the fans, will just give them a bit of a lift, Jim. Yeah, oh, absolutely. It's, um, it, it's it's impressive that he hit the ground running so much as well. And he, an instant reminder of, of what he can bring. So he scored with a volley from the edge of the area, which is just always nice, isn't it? Um so, yeah, I'm I'm actually personally really happy that he stayed there as well because I think it's, it's just nice to see that happen in modern football, isn't it? Someone who's to, got to such an association a, with the club. Yeah, it's refreshing, to, to isn't a, it, actually? Yeah. To have a spread of good players ac- across the Premier League rather yes, than, of than, than all be hoarded. Oh, absolutely as well. That, that's starting to get exhausting, isn't it? Like you say, it, it is quite refreshing to see a, a player like him who... Everyone talks up, don't they? And, oh, he could move to a bigger club. He could be playing in the Champions League. He should be playing at the absolute peak of football at the highest level. I think quite refreshing to see that he's decided to stay at the club that that he supports and that he's captain for. But there will be on the other side of the coin other people who say, is it a lack of ambition? Well, I I don't know about that, but I, I think it's the only move he could make at the moment. I would just say, I wonder what, um, Wilfred Zaha would say about signing such an expensive, mm. such a a long deal because he got a very short way into that his new deal Zaha didn't he when he thought yeah I really want to play somewhere else but yeah. he's priced himself out of the market I mean is Grealish backing himself into that Zaha corner where he's more valuable to Villa than he is to anyone else so he can kind of never leave. Well, if he keeps posting numbers like that, you would think people will come back in for him. He's 27, uh, 25 rather, and his, his deal runs till 2025, doesn't it? So, Bit too I, young I, for I Wayne suppose... Lineker. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, God. Um, I don't want to think about where that ends. Um, but, um, With Jack Grealish pushed in a swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah... Um, Sorry, that's really thrown me. Thrown you, I'm like, so sorry. Thrown me into the pool there, um, but you would think there's, there's probably another three seasons, maybe, where Grealish could potentially get a move. 
and obviously with each with each year that runs down on the contract that he becomes more affordable. So I think it's, and it's, it's right not what, impossible that he will still get a big move later. And it's right what you say about the, the numbers as well. I mean, that's the difference, isn't it, between, say, Grealish and Zaha, who I accept are, are different players. Because as you say, the, the numbers for a team... At that level as well, they're mm. pretty incredible. Yeah, good times for Aston Villa fans. And we already talked about them getting through to the next round of the EFL Cup. They beat Burton last night 3-1. A couple of other results from last night to touch on. What a game, Bournemouth Crystal Palace. I mean, this Do you was mean a- what a game or do you mean what a penalty shoot? Yeah, what, but, but this is what we love, the Carabao Cup for, results like this. 11-10 on penalties. Yeah. That's what saw Bournemouth through to the next round. This was incredible. Goalkeepers taking penalties, goalkeepers missing penalties. It's what the, the League Cup's about, Andy. <laughs> All of a sudden, I feel so much better about Wimbledon going out of it <laughs> on penalties since you ask. Wayne Hennessy, if anyone hasn't seen it, please watch his penalty. He basically stood at the penalty spot and it's almost as if he forgot he was in a penalty shootout and thought he was taking a goal kick because it went <laughs> so far over. It was it was terrible. Absolutely awful. But well, I think um, when you're at the vitality, you think I've actually got a decent chance of booting it out of this stadium. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not happening at Tottenham, is it? But, no. you know. Vitality, maybe. Not a bad start for Jason Tindall, though. I know it's only been a couple of games, but, you know, they're through to the next round of the EFL Cup. They won their first match in the Championship at the weekend as well. What do you, what do you reckon of his start at Bournemouth, Jim? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's ideal, isn't it? I think that's the... Especially after losing a lot of players. Yeah. I mean, the good thing with that they have is, is, is that consistency, isn't it? It is just somebody shuffling into pro- possibly a, a different desk in the same office. And <laughs> the, the, there's a danger, obviously, that it goes stale when it falls apart. But clearly, there's some consistency there. And from the players that he's got left, he's managed to keep them united in, in, in the same way and keep the core belief in, in, in that squad. So um, that, I'm, I'm delighted for them because you, you do worry, don't you, when a team goes down uh, in, in quite heartbreaking circumstances and then loses such a talisman as, as Eddie Howe that it might all start to unravel. So they've, they've managed to kind of, you know, stick a pin in that at least. Yeah, and West Ham also through to the next round of the League Cup uh, after they beat Charlton by three goals to nil. Your man, Allaire, got a couple of goals, Andy. And you've been, last season we talked about him quite a bit on Football Ramble and you were saying that we've not seen the best of him. Do you think this is his season? I hope so. And they need it to be because they spent a lot of money on him. And I think this has been the whole issue with West Ham, isn't it? The fact that they've bought in these quite valuable assets or they've spent a lot of money on them at least. And they've just diminished in value since since they've been there. Very specifically centre forwards as well. It's such an unusual Mm. situation. It must be maddening as a West Ham fan to sort of get a new striker and it looks like they might be pretty good. Mm. And then for them to drop off after like a month or so and then just, you know, just become bang average for a bit i sort of yeah he looked looked really Allah was there he looked really isolated i thought for for a lot of last season so they've they've, they've got to figure out a way of of getting the right players around him i mean there's enough quality in the squad that they should be so much better than they are Mm. be interesting to see what happens to charlton as well they're still waiting for that uh danish takeover to happen aren't they lee bowyer says he's got three or four signings lined up that um he's ready to action the minute he gets the go-ahead so hopefully better times for Charlton. All right, let's round things up in Europe then because quite a bit's been going on, Andy. Torrid, Benfica, Jude Bellingham and Sancho both doing bits in the Bundesliga as well. Tell us what's been happening. Benfica, well, (laughs) you you think it's what, 24 days since the Champions League final? They're already out this season. That's so annoying. Having having spent 
82 million on transfers and wow. goodness knows what on wages. Um, George Jesus, who they spent a lot to bring back from Flamengo as well, um, his first game back in charge. And they lose at Pauk. Of course, they're one-off games at the moment mm. um, because of COVID, uh, the qualifiers. And um, yeah, they, 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 they go out of the Champions League. Him having said beforehand that you know this is this is a huge part of my Benfica project us doing well in Europe I couldn't do it in the Champions League before they get the signings in the squad Jan Vertonghen one of them scores an own goal oh no and the winner is scored by Andrea Zivkovic for Pauk who Benfica paid to leave what nine days ago wow that is it's unbelievable isn't it's, it it's, it's, it's pretty spectacular and Georges said in the press conference afterwards you know, I, I, I can still really imagine that we would have done really well in the Champions League. Well, you're going to have like, to, aren't you? That's, that's a really interesting sum up <laughs> of what is a quite humbling defeat. But like 80 million is a lot to spend in any transfer window. It's a lot to spend in any transfer window for a Portuguese club. God, yeah. But in this environment, yeah. I mean, they already were obliged to win the league. And now there are already people out there saying... Or maybe he hasn't got it as a as a, as a as a club coach anymore. Maybe we should fire him. It's like, hang on. Yeah. You, you bet the farm on him coming back from Flamengo where he, he did a brilliant job and one game in. And having said that, while he was really going through it on the touchline, you did get him running his hands through his lustrous hair in anguish quite a lot. Is, I mean, it's like the old days before Speller had a trim. Really. <laughs> but, is it the curse of Bella Gutman? Now, this is a thing that hangs all, over Benfica, isn't it? For that aren't aware of it. But you, think, you think it's always the curse, don't you? Well, I do. I'm just fascinated by this story. So he, you know, Gutman, uh, he, 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 did he, he won the European Cup for them in 1962, didn't he? And then he wanted, uh, he wanted a pay rise, I think. Or, yeah, he didn't get it. Uh, he didn't get it. So he quit uh, and he said something like, not in 100 years from now will Benfica ever be European champions again. And they've been to so many finals since and they, and they haven't won it. And if anyone's wondering, um, obviously that will be broken in 2062. So <laughs> there's a little bit more of this to come, potentially, if curses are real. Maybe g- only this one is. Who knows? Uh, this curse is definitely real. It certainly seems to be, doesn't it? It's working. <laughs> All right. Staying in Europe, uh, let's talk about the Bundesliga, or actually just in, in Germany, really. Dortmund beating Duisburg 5-0 in the German Cup, Andy. Jude Bellingham scored on his debut for the club. A glorious assist as well from Torgan Hazard. Yeah, youngest scorer in Borussia Dortmund history, which is, what, 111 years, which wow. is, is pretty amazing. It's 17 years and 77 days, uh, beating the previous record of Nuri Shahin by just five days. But it wasn't really just about the goal, even though the, the goal was beautifully put together, as you said, Jules. Um, he just, he was fantastic. Uh, playing box to box for you know a team that's expected to do stuff in the Bundesliga in Europe this season. Uh, Torgan Hazard himself afterwards said, he played like a man. I can't put yeah. it any other way. He's he's not a kid. And I think what's really interesting is when we wind forward to the start of the Bundesliga this weekend, whether Bellingham will start. Because I don't think there was really a massive expectation that he would start the first Bundesliga game. Mm. But he's now put it in the head of Lucien Favre, mm. the coach. The, the, After that performance, I think yeah. the, the, the way he reads the game, the, the way he passes the ball, the way he gets stuck in. All of it. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to believe that he's, yeah. he's 17. They've he's, already retired the number 22 um, at the club uh, because yeah, I was so impressed that. with his with his uh, debut. And because he could have walked away for very little and he earned them an absolute fortune that they really needed. As no, well, it, as well, Dortmund as well. have. The, the Dortmund have been so <laughs> impressed. 
they've gone there. <laughs> right. What about Jaden Sancho as well? Because he scored from the spot. He opened the scoring in, in the game. He seems like an old man now, Will, he? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. We talk about young Jude Bellingham, young Jaden Sancho, sort of. Um, will he still be at Dortmund by the end of this window? I, I think he might be. And I, I think going back a month and a half, I would have said definitely no. Um, so... I mean, I, I can't really understand the way that Manchester United are, are, are approaching this. It should be the easiest deal ever because Sancho's open to coming. They know what the price is. Just pay it. Like, There's no argument about the current environment or what. Mm. You know, Dortmund aren't in a position where they, they have to sell him and they're asking for what is a reasonable price for, for, for what he is. Yeah. So, Andy, do you think... You know, looking around that squad, especially, I mean, obviously we're making big assumptions about Bellingham um, kicking on to be a really good, consistent player for them this season. But if you look at, you know, players like Torgan Hazard, who people don't talk about as much as mm. some of the other big names at Dortmund, who's a fantastic player. The absolute, you know, nightmare that is Erling Braut Holland <laughs> uh, in terms of playing against him. He looked really pissed off when he got dragged off, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I love like, his attitude. Every, every time he doesn't score, he takes it as such a personal yeah, yeah. Which is brilliant. Isn't it? That's what you want. But yeah, it is. that is a hell of a squad. Uh, obviously, they're up against Bayern, who, uh, you know, arguably the best team in Europe. Do you think they've got a chance, any chance of winning the Bundesliga this season? Because that looks an incredible team to me. Yeah, but they've got to overhaul a monster. Yeah, and you're, you're right, Jim. They, they haven't built a team to not do stuff now because everyone focuses on the young players. But actually, when you sign Hummels and Witzels, uh, Witzel and, uh, Witzels <laughs> and Emre Johns <laughs> um, and, and, and Tom Mignet, it's, it's, it's to win stuff now yeah. is it's, it's not to, to to win stuff in a while um so I, I think how they get on and how much they can really give Bayern a fight i think really matters i've just begun to think with Uli Hernes and his being crazy in public which we'll talk about a bit more on on, on OTC tomorrow i've begun to wonder after all these years is Uli Hernes actually in the pay of Borussia Dortmund <laughs> It's a possibility. Yeah, it could well be. Because, <laughs> I mean, that, that's the only way it's going to fall apart for Bayern. Well, look, as you say, Andy, more on this and more stuff from the Bundesliga. You're going to be previewing the Bundesliga season and Serie A as well on the continent tomorrow. That's you, Andy, with Doton Adebayo on Football Ramble Presents. So make sure you look out for that on wherever you listen to your podcast. Also tomorrow, Marcus Jim, you're back tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Pete and Marcus Jim aren't the same person. Marcus <laughs> and Jim and Pete, the three of you guys are going to be here tomorrow for another football ramble oh, it's been so nice to be back guys Hooray! thanks for having me back i thought i was going to be cast out thanks for coming back. <laughs> it's good to be back uh, thanks for listening to the football ramble we'll see you next time this was a stakhanov production and part of the acast creative network